right, everybody. Good afternoon, fellow passionados and passionadas. Welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Sereno Royale Studios. It's time to kick back and light up as we turn Wednesday into Ash Wednesday, where it's always entertaining, unscripted, and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. And today we're going to be smoking the Reserva Especial Bellicoso by LFD. Oliver's on the road this week. And today I'm here with Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority. That's right. And we have special guest John Carney from La Flor Dominicana with us. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? I'm doing fantastic. This is, is my first time on the on the Ash Holes. Every Congratulations. Time, yeah, thank you. I'm honored, You're no first longer of all. a virgin. I, I've been on another program that happens quite a bit. That's why I'm kind of dressed incognito today. I don't want to be in <laughs> trouble for showing up on a different program. But uh, I, I have to comment, every time the theme song starts... Mm-hmm. I think it's Christina Aguilera's <laughs> genie in a bottle. I've always <laughs> thought that. And then it's I, funny. Yeah, then I sit down here and I'm sitting with you two guys, and I'm, I'm all I'm thinking about is, is oh a well, I think 18 at the time. She might have right. been 16, yeah, but I'm older yeah. now. But I, all I can think about is her dancing around. So that, that's what's uh, in my head. <laughs> that smoking you, jacket you have is very reminiscent yeah, of. Uh, So, so not only not only do I have Barry's uh, smoking jacket on today, I also have Barry's cough. Uh, you so have Barry's you cough. That, yeah, so I think it comes with the jacket. As soon as it I put might it on, very well. It's contagious, perhaps. Yeah, certainly. But uh, Barry, I'm, I'm I'm sitting in here in style. I've got your your headset on and your jacket. And uh, well, that's what happened. You put the headset on, and then you felt like you needed a little bit more of Barry. So you put his smoking jacket on because he left it here. I think for you. I, I honestly think Barry and I could probably both fit in this jacket. I'm not sure. This, a, is, this is quite there's a, a lot of room. There's a big man that, that yeah. wears this, yeah. But I'm certainly honored, and thank you all for having me, uh, oh, having totally me on welcome. Ash Wednesday. Now, you know, this Saturday is April Fool's Day. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we all have some stories about uh, pranks that maybe we've done, maybe that have been done to us. What would you say is the best prank you have ever seen, either that you did or well, was let me, done to let you. Let me give a little background to the reason we're talking about April Fool's Day. This, is, this coming Saturday is the seventh anniversary of the Cigar Authority being right. in existence, yep. also known as the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. Uh, Step Brothers was on uh, HBO, I believe, around year three. Mm-hmm. Dave said it as a joke. Chuck ran with it. <laughs> Next thing you know, we've got sound bites, and it's part of the intro. Mm. Uh, so we also will have Omar DeFrias on of Fratello Oh, fame. yeah. Speaking of big men. Speaking of big men. He's a large man. <laughs> he might be able to fill yeah. his jacket out. I think he could. Yeah. It might I think be short he could. on him. Yeah. Uh, it, might, it might be uh, a little short. Uh, my favorite part of this particular show every year is Dave reminding me that I quit the show uh, week yes. six. And yep. I came back week ten. It was a small stint away. Uh, and I never left. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to thank all of our many sponsors, of which uh, LFD is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barron's is going to recap the numbers, how many downloads over the past year, uh, possibly how many downloads lifetime average. Uh, and I may challenge Omar to the Pants Off Dance Off Part 2. Uh, could that be brought to you by LFD? Is that even fair? Is that right to do? 
There's a lot of things I want to say about that that's probably inappropriate. <laughs> I think I would just stick to watching that on radio. Yeah. Let's just keep yeah. the D and LFD and out of the dance-off pants. All right. Amen. Amen, so, Mr. Conning. Uh, although the day is often called All Fool's Day, April Fool's Day has been celebrated for several centuries by different cultures. Yes. And its exact origins remain a mystery. Some historians speculate that April Fool's Day dates back to 1582 when France switched from the Julian calendar mm-hmm. to the Gregorian calendar as called for by the Council of Trent in 1563. Really? People who were <laughs> slow to get the news because they didn't have Facebook back then mm-hmm. uh, or failed to recognize that the start of the new year had moved to January 1st and continued to celebrate it during the last week of March through April 1st became the butt of jokes and hoaxes. These included having paper fish placed on their backs and being referred to as poisson d'avril, hmm. April fish. April fish. Uh, and it's said to symbolize a young, easily caught fish or a gullible person. Mm-hmm. Now, my favorite April Fool's prank, I can't do every year because my wife uh, caught on a couple of years ago, so right. I'm due, is I use a little bit of clear cellophane and I put it over the bowl of the toilet and I put the seat down. So... And I, the, the, the key to my new house is I bought her a nightlight, and I bought her this nightlight for two reasons. One, it's a uh, mermaid, and she loves mermaids. Right. But it is a very dim nightlight. So my thought is when she gets up around 1 in the morning to do her business, she, the nightlight will already be on. And right. And she won't see the glare off the cellophane, and she'll sit down, and it'll be a party. And I'll probably end up wearing a little bit of urine, but it's worth it for April Fool's. How many, how many times have you done this? Uh, I've done this to five or six people. I've only failed twice. Have you actually got yourself on it, too, and forgot that you put the cellophane on? (laughs) No, no, no. Unlike Dan, I do not sit when I pee. I'm uh, I'm a stander. Oh, my gosh. So... He doesn't like the splash. That's the thing. He just he Who likes, likes it splash. To... Don't they put? That's why they put. I don't ice like splashback. In... Well, no guy put... likes splashback. No. I think that's why they put ice in urinals and, and sinks <laughs> in some restaurants now, so there's no splashback. Mm-hmm. I think that's the reason. <laughs> I'm gonna go with it anyways. So my my best. Uh, there's some great pranks that I've mm-hmm. had that I've heard recently in the cigar industry. But last year, um, we wanted to do this. We didn't pull it off because I was in fear of my job yeah. for doing it. But. Uh, we were at the TAA, the Tobacco Association of America, right. meeting down in Puerto Vallarta. And mm-hmm. I was sitting with Christian Aroa and Tom Lazuka, uh, who are both real good friends of mine. And Christian came up with this idea about how he wanted to pretend on April Fool's Day that he was coming out with a Christian Aroa CLE Dominican chisel. Mm-hmm. And he was going to have boxes made up and have them sent to me. And I was going to deliver him to Lido and be like, uh, could you believe that Christian would do this? Because Christian and Lido go way back, way back real yeah. good friends. And I'm like, could you believe Christian would do this without talking to you? I can't believe what's going on, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so we were going to run with it for the day. And he's like, are you down for doing this? And I was like, I, I go, I, like, I don't know. I'm like, I go, I think it'd be hilarious. I go, but I go, I'm going to be the guy delivering the news and you're still going to be his <laughs> friend at the end. Of the right. <laughs> the best one I heard is, oh, this was hilarious. Somebody sent a... Very large cigar periodical. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the glitter bombs that they have online? Yes, I have. <laughs> I, I heard a rumor that this very large periodical, I'm not going to name the other names, but somebody played a joke on another company, and I don't think they figured out who it was, but sent a glitter bomb to this large periodical, uh, this large cigar journal-esque type uh, establishment that does ratings and whatnot. Uh-huh. They sent them a glitter bomb with their name on it, huh. with somebody else's name on another company, and they actually opened it up. 
and apparently it was a big mess. Oh, uh, so ooh. it was it's one of those ones where it's like you, when you hear it first, like oh my god, that's funny, and then after you hear it, you're like, if somebody did that to me, I would kill I would them, kill them mm. in the in the environment. You cannot so, get glitter no, out of anything. Nothing. Nothing. Nope. It's the worst thing. So if anybody ever wants to glitter bomb me, realize that the consequences for that are the smoking jacket comes off. And it, there's a punch <laughs> in the face. And red, white, and blue is coming to your front doorstep. <laughs> Best prank I was involved in was back in college. And we had, in the dorm that we were at, the guys were on one side, girls were on the other. And in the middle of the night, we went in with, I think it was 7,000 little three-ounce Dixie cups, and we filled them each with water, and we lined the hallways and the stairs with these cups perfectly lined up. And so they open the doors the next morning, and they can't get out because of all the water. And, and you couldn't put the water, you couldn't get to the sinks or the bathroom, so they had to take a cup, go to the window, put it. It took them, for, it took uh, them forever to get out the next morning. I think it the, was just so awesome. Yeah, the best, the best pranks, in my opinions. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, is the ones that are the most annoying. Mm-hmm. Like because it, the it, joke keeps getting funnier absolutely. as you go. You stop laughing, and yes. then they're still emptying Dixie cups. Yes. an yeah. hour later. Yeah. Anything that provides a high level of annoyance is something that I, I respect. If it happened to me, yeah. I'm upset. But on yeah. the outside looking in, it's always a good one. We took pictures. Seven thousand cups. How long did it take you to several, fill those took us, took us several hours to do it. Wow. I can't even believe that they were asleep the whole time. Like, you know, what are the chances of somebody getting up in the middle of the night? Didn't happen, though. So in the, awesome. uh, in the construction industry, they will typically haze the rookie. And uh, I was 12 or 13, and my dad had a construction crew. Mm-hmm. And his foreman said to me, I need you to go down into the van and get the board stretcher because I cut this board a half an inch too short. And I'm 12, 13 years old, and I'm like, right. yeah, no problem, Scott. I run downstairs, and I'm looking in the van for something that says board stretcher on it. And I come back after about 10 minutes, and my, on my dad's crew, you hustled. That's it. So I'm running. And I run back, and I'm like, oh, Scott, I can't find the board stretcher. What does it look like? He goes, it's yellow. It's right behind the nail condenser. I go, nail condenser? He goes, yeah, that's when you order the wrong nails and you put it in the nail condenser and it shrinks the nails down. It's right behind it. It says nail condenser in big red letters right on the front of the box. Go get me the board stretcher. Your dad's going to kill me. This is the last board. I run back down there. So uh, on the third time back, he's like, empty the van out. Empty it out. I want everything on the ground. I'm going to come down and I'm going to point it out to you. So I run down as fast as I can. I empty the van out. There's tools everywhere. My dad comes up and he's like, what the hell are you doing? I go, I, I'm looking for the board stretcher. <laughs> Scott! <laughs> so Scott had a good laugh, but he, got, he ended up having to help me put the van back together. So, oh, my gosh. It's a good, good joke. So uh, this week in review on the Cigar Authority, if you haven't listened to the podcast, it's absolutely worth listening to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had cigar industrialist Jose Blanco on. Of uh, mm. Early on in his career, he was with Leon y- Jimenez. 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 And La Aurora. It's Le- he, Leon, by the way. It's not Leon. Leon Jimenez. Leon Jimenez. Leon Jimenez. Leon. Leon. Leon Jimenez. Perfect. Uh, And La Aurora. Then he moved on to be the VP of Hoya de Nicaragua. He owned his own company with Senorial Cigars, and now he's the VP for EP Carrillo. And man, can that man talk. He's a wealth (laughs) of knowledge. We we ask him one question. He goes on for 10 minutes. It was the Mm -hmm. easiest interview I've ever done. Uh, And uh, we got new uniforms as... Uh, Being displayed prominently by Mr. Carney here. Mm -hmm. Our Smokey Joe's clothing supplied us with uh, smoking jackets. These guys were right next to us this year at the IPCPR trade show. Um, 
they they got some great stuff. They do. Like, I, yeah. I, I when I saw their faces here, the, the dog was actually the one selling mostly to us. <laughs> nice. But uh, no, they 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 set me up with some uh, uh, with a couple different designs and different uh, fits, which was kind of cool too. So good jackets. Awesome. They are. Uh, I kicked uh, Barry and Chuck's asses at this day in classic history, so I'm the champion. Look forward to me continuing Props. my reign. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also smoked, of all things, the La Florida Minicana 1994, the winner of the 2015 Blind Taste Test. And uh, we talked about Fantastic. the Ashole Game Board, which I got the stats from Barry Statstein. Yeah, how did that turn out? 31 boards. 31? Went out. Uh, so there's 31 people. I expect to see pictures on Instagram, hashtag the Ashholes Radio. Yeah, uh, oh, no, Radio. Just Ashholes the... Radio on Instagram. Yeah, but what if the, what's the tag? The, the Ashholes. The tag. Hashtag, the hashtag the, the Ashholes. Yeah. Very confusing. So, what's confusing about the Ashholes? Because the to follow it's the Ashholes Radio. Yes. But the hashtag is the Ashholes. Well, I'll blame Oliver for that. I do blame Oliver. He's not here. He's going to take the blame. It's yeah. Olivier. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's Leon Jimenez's brother. <laughs> wow. Uh, awesome. uh, so, John, uh, we're smoking the uh, 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 Reserva Especial Bellicoso today. I notice this does not really look like a Bellicoso, this, yet it is a Bellicoso. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this cigar that we are tasting today? So, f- me personally, I've been smoking this cigar for about 10 years now. I've been smoking the floor now for about 12 or 13. But uh, this was one of the first ones that I smoked because was, it was more of a medium body blend. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple fun things fun facts about the specific size of the line in general. It was actually our second line of cigars that we ever re- released in 1997. Okay. It was... Uh, You're at f- graduated high school. Yeah. Nice. Our if first... you had the ash hole there, you would have scored five points. That would have been five points. Uh, you know, <laughs> ashed on myself. <laughs> I'm trying to speak here. Premature <laughs> ashulation. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, it happens and, to and, the best of us. And now I'm staring at your crotch. So there's, there's two issues going yeah. on here. You're welcome. Nice ash. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this was more of a medium mild cigar back mm. in the day. Um, it was Ecuador, Connecticut shade, Dominican binder and filler. Um, it was our second line. It came out with our El Jaco, which is a tiny little uh, like uh, fire hydrant looking type uh, cigar uh, that's become you know synonymous with with our brand. It's uh, a really unique shape. Yeah. But uh, so this is the second line. It went away uh, when I got promoted four years ago. This was one of the first things I did was actually discontinue. Uh, my favorite, uh, essentially, my favorite line of cigars. Really, my my, my two favorites at the time were uh, were Reserva Special okay. and our Coronado. Mm-hmm. And so, when I got promoted four years ago, we were looking through some areas where we could kind of focus some more efforts on some different lines and whatnot. And it happened to be that two of my favorite blends were ones that hit the chopping block. Wow! Uh, and this was one of them. Uh, however, this July, uh, this past July, uh, July 2016, at the IPCPR trade show. Uh, we rebranded, uh, refaced the cigar. That's a beautiful presentation. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's, it's, it is. It's really impressive. And you can expect to see some more branding and things like that for us because mm-hmm. uh, it just looks great uh, on the shelves, uh, period. It also looks good in your hands, and it's a, it's yeah. a beautiful cigar. Got uh, a new Lido logo that we have in the background, his silhouette, right. smoking a cigar, which is uh, some new branding that we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, You know, making Lido a little more of the focus on some of the sure. boys, too. Um, so we brought this back in... July of 2016, and I cannot confirm nor deny the next thing I'm about to tell you, um, <laughs> but you're going to say it. <laughs> but you will like it. But for those of you that for those of you that smoked uh, and smoked the Reserva Special cigar in the past and have had the pleasure of smoking it again now, uh, you've noticed uh, a significant difference 
uh, and just the appearance of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, tobacco's you know matured and is it's it's definitely a vintage type product every year. Okay. The tobacco's somewhat different, uh, but we're we're using a little bit higher priming wrapper okay. on this cigar, uh, which creates some similar flavor profiles that are involved in our Andalusian Bowl, which was Cigar Aficionado's Cigar of the Year. Which you guys only have two rollers that make that size. Well, now they have six, right? Now, there's this ten rollers now. Ten, ten rollers, rollers. Okay, Yeah, so it keeps the, getting The day that announcement was made was the same day that our factory closed for the holidays. And you had no heads up about no, no that? No, no heads up whatsoever. No heads I always up wondered about that. the Cigar of the Year. Yeah, I always wondered that. I'm like, they've got to give you a warning or something. There's none. Like, you find out the same time that everybody else does. And I, I was actually the one that broke the news to Lito Gomez, which was kind of fun to break... 23 That's years awesome. in the yeah. business, something he's put his whole life and dedicated everything right. to, to call him up and say, you know, you, you hit this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this big benchmark. And in the same year that he was also uh, uh, also inducted into the Cigar Aficionados uh, Hall of Fame as well. So it's a really great 2016 for him. So to break that information was fun. Um, but this blend is, uh, is, is our same blend from back in the day. Um, however, there have been uh, some some rumors uh, from smokers that that there has been some adjustments to it. All I know is that 3,000 cigars showed up at the IPCPR. 1,500 of them looked light, and the other 1,500 looked a little darker. Um, so there may or may not have been something adjusted there, but it's Ecuadorian wrapper. Okay. No description on what the wrapper is. Uh, Dominican binder and filler. So essentially, which is smart. I mean, you're covering right. yourself. Yeah, essentially, with the FDA. it's an undisclosed blend and. Uh, Based off of our original blend, it's a pre-predicate date product, so it's not going anywhere. But uh, I've smoked this cigar. It's definitely matured mm-hmm. over the years, mm-hmm. the way we blend it. Um, it's definitely a more fuller-flavored product. Um, and if you're looking for something that's similar to our Andalusian Bull, this is something I would highly suggest. Because not everybody has Andalusian Bulls in stock all the time. It's a fairly right. limited production cigar. <laughs> yeah. But you may want to have that smoking experience, and you could have it right here yeah. in regular production with the Reserva Special. So for me, it's been fun to have this back because it falls into my wheelhouse of more medium, mm-hmm. medium full. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said back in the day it was more medium, mild. Um, so for me personally, this is right in what I smoke. And I'm, okay. I'm mostly a Dominican smoker. All right. Uh, even, even, you know, before. I smoke a lot of, uh, you know, I smoke a lot of LFD, always have mm-hmm. been partial to it. Uh, I smoke a good amount of Davidoff. Right. I, uh, I smoke a lot of Padron. Mm-hmm. Um, I do smoke some Fuente. Sure. I, I just like the Dominican flavor profiles, especially in medium-bodied cigars. Right. And I try everything else. Like, I do like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I love any products that come out of Don Pepin's factory. I do really sure. enjoy that. Uh, but I tend to be more of a Dominican smoker. So the traditional Dominican cigars used to be milder and medium right. back in the day. Obviously, now Double the Arrow and things are, are butt kickers or ash hole kickers. Now, you bring up something that, that has come up several times uh, over the episodes. We're on our 20th one, and this has got to be the fourth or fifth time where the undisclosed <laughs> thing has come up. And you guys are both more in the industry. I'm more of a guy who's, you know, more enjoying from the outside. To me, it seems like that is becoming more and more common hearing the undisclosed thing. So is that true, or th- would you say that's something that's been going on and you're just, I'm just realizing it? Th- there's one, one, you're just realizing it. Okay. But two, there's also the nature of where the business is at now yep. with uncertainty with FDA uh, in, sh- in regards to what you're able to do and what you aren't able to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think you're seeing a lot more companies where vague is better. Because um, in reality, <laughs> in reality, you know, say there's Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco shade grown being grown here, right, in this part of the farm, mm-hmm. and the other part of the farm's ten feet to the right, 
and there's Ecuador Corojo being grown there. They're both tobacco plants. They're both being grown in the exact same soil. They're going to have similar consistencies. One might be grown in shades, so it's going to be thinner. The other one might not so be higher. But you're going to have some things that, that you're going to have a lot of similarities. The majority of the flavor comes from the soil, the terroir, right. the, the, you know, the nutrients that are in the soil. So you're going to get that from the soil. So really, what big difference is it if one's a Sumatra wrapper and mm-hmm. then the other one's Corojo and then this one's Connecticut and they just happen to be drawn in the same spot. So there's a lot of vagueness from that. Okay. And then you hear a lot of vagueness in the times too when you talk about the insides of a blend because nobody wants to give up the, the, the recipe, recipe. You know, well, I think this, it, on the flip side of that, it used to be back in the 80s that you had farmers that grew tobacco and people that made cigars and you had people that sold cigars and those were the businessmen in the US. They would buy the cigars, they would broke them and broker them and distribute them out across the country. And right. now you see the farmers now making cigars and the cigar makers now selling them and being their own brokers, so to speak. So what they know is the blend. And this was kind of the magic of the cigar boom mm-hmm. is people coming out of the boom and saying, no, 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 this is what differentiates my cigar from all the other cigars on the market because 97, 98, cigars weren't super good. And you wanted to be able to differentiate yourself from the competition, right. especially where the market was declining. So farmers know what tobacco is, and that was their pitch to the consumer. This has Corojo tobacco. I don't think the average consumer cares. Right. No. They care no. predominantly does it fall into what the look – does the look fall into what I think my strength profile is based on appearance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a mild smoker. Therefore, I'm going to be gravitating toward – yeah. A shade-grown cigar, and there are shade-grown cigars that are butt kickers out right. there. Mm-hmm. Does it draw? Does it burn? And those and are the I'm other, those are the other That's characteristics. What they care about. Yeah. That's really what a consumer cares about. And mm-hmm. on the flip side, you've got the FDA saying that there's this scare that they may need to know the exact ingredients going in. And manufacturers want to say the ingredients are tobacco, tobacco, and on the outside, there's tobacco. Tobacco, yeah. There you go. And, and it is. <laughs> and, and, and part of that is that. And that's one of the reasons why... You're not. I guess not. It's not vague. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm not. Here's the reality. Do you want to know that there's ten percent piloto cubano, three percent Dominican Sumatra, ten percent this, ten percent that? I mean, that's irrelevant. It's all grown in the same right, place, right, come right. from the same spot. So it's also irrelevant, and and it's not really that important at the end of the day okay. of what it is, and especially in the environment that you have. You now, if we're sitting here talking about it like we are now, sure, you can get a little more into it, right? But in in a in the market on a business level, when you're putting something to market, it's really where they're from is what the people okay. what people are looking yeah. for and what's the most important. Yeah, part. you want to give them your elevator it, pitch. You know, and, and to be to be honest too, you know, not not to throw a bunch of things under a bus or anything, but th- there's not like 10 billion manufacturers right. out there. Like when I go, I go to a lot of multi vendor events, and it's like we'd like to thank the manufacturers for coming out here today. And this is not a negative thing, mm. so please don't take it that way. I'm but already taking. I'll it walk out there, and there's like thirty. There's thirty people represented there, and there's there's four manufacturers represented, mm. and I can look around the room, and it's like this is manufactured at the same place as this, 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 and this. So what's become important, and this is one of the reasons why I smoke some of the cigars that I smoke that aren't the ones that I mentioned. You know, like I smoke Fratello mm-hmm. because I like Omar. Mm-hmm. The cigar comes out of a factory that makes a lot of cigars, but it's really good. He's involved in it. Mm-hmm. It's the blends he likes, mm-hmm. and that's great. So I smoke them to support him and support his story sure. and the brand sure. owner. And I want to support the person who's going out there and, and actually promoting and right. selling the cigar and representing the brand. So there's a lot of that out there. Right. So there's not an endless amount of cigar blends. So mm-hmm. if you're all out there and everybody has the same blend and you're saying this is from here, 
what does that do for a brand? You know, the it's brand is uh, brand has become more important. It's in the a very relationship-based business. Huge, right. huge. And that's a good segue into you know talking about what else we've smoked this week. You know, I'm a I'm a huge LFD fan, as as you know and everything. Thank um, you. you know, one of my favorite go-to's is the um, uh, uh, L500 Oscuro. I love that cigar. That kind of raisiny, sweet, coffee, chocolatey black pepper bomb stuff that happens with the retro. I love that thing. It's a constant go-to of mine. Big Jim over at Seabrook, he loves that too. He smokes those almost exclusively. Um, But I love the fact that, to me, and before I was back, you know, working in the cigar industry, one of the reasons I liked it was it was a very well-priced cigar. It was very consistent all the time. Double digger too, the digger too. But it lasted like two and a half, three hours. I mean, I could tell you, I've said it on the show before, you know, I drove with my family down to Orlando a few years ago, and I can tell you that it's five diggers and two bowls of pipe tobacco from here. That's, that's how far Orlando is. I, I've, driven that, uh, I've driven that course down to Orlando several times. That's where I went to uh, college and grad school mm-hmm. and, uh, at UCF in Orlando. And uh, the, I will contest that it's take the two bowls of pipe tobacco out. It's seven diggers. Seven diggers for you? <laughs> <laughs> End to end, back to back. Uh, Last week I told you guys that I smoked the uh, Perdomo Bourbon Barrel Aged Habano Sun Grown. Mm -hmm. And uh, this week uh, the the Connecticut was calling me. So I lit up the Connecticut. Cold Draw had a subtle hint of bourbon because those Mm -hmm. barrel aged wrappers. uh, Once it's lit, most of the bourbon flavor disappears. It disappears completely on the Sun Grown. But on the Connecticut, there's just a hint of it there. There's a little bit of sweetness. Uh, you get hints of whipping cream and vanilla and a little white whipping pepper. Cream. Whipping. Whipping cream. Whipping cream. <laughs> Whip. I've been watching a ton of Family Guy lately for some reason. And, and <laughs> for some reason. It's one of the greatest shows on TV. Well, I, I've, been, I've watched it all before, and I just right. watched the last, most recent season. I think it was 15 or 16. They it, it, uh, Over the top, hilarious. They had this one ad. It wasn't about whipping cream, but it reminded me. It was, they were talking about, uh, it says, try new vodka beer. And this guy <laughs> sits there, and he's like, he goes, why, uh, why waste time with, with multiple beers when you can just have one 12-ounce can of carbonated vodka? He's like, your wife won't even know. And he takes a sip, and she's like, honey, I think it's so great that you're just having one beer. He's like, yeah, I know. And it goes off to the side, and he goes, she don't know. That was great. Uh, <laughs> Wow. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. But oh it's funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, vodka beer. I smoked the uh, the new Avo. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, Avo just passed away this last week yep. at 91. Yep. Uh, legend in the industry. And I had the, the uh, on uh, St. Patrick's Day, actually, mm-hmm. a week and a half ago, essentially, had the opportunity to smoke the brand new Avo. I'm not quite sure what it's called, but it was excellent. It was a big six by. Yeah, the six by. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but really nice smoke. Based I really on the, the Synchro blend, I believe. Uh, and they use the Habano wrapper on it now instead of uh, the regular wrapper. Mm. Um, I lit up on Dan's recommendation the Tatuaje Negotiant <coughs> Monopole 1. And uh, I found it interesting. There's a $2 difference between the mm-hmm. Robusto and the Torpedo. Yeah, that's true. And once you cut the Torpedo end off, right. you've got a Robusto. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm just going to smoke the Robusto <laughs> and I'm going to save myself 2 bucks. It was mild, there you go. mild to medium. Really reminiscent of another Tatuaje product that doesn't say Tatuaje on it. Uh, it's Cabawan. Yeah, yeah. Very reminiscent of that. I would say 
for the money, I would smoke the Cabawan because it's quite a bit uh, less money, $4 less. Uh, mild, a little bit of salty mixed with white pepper. Uh, pleasant. It was good. $10 cigar. Decent. All right. Very good. Uh, let's talk about uh, the pick of the week. All right. Uh, every week we try and highlight uh, somebody on Instagram who's used the hashtag uh, the assholes. And this week the guy is uh, cigar underscore DIY. I don't know how you pronounce that. Do it yourself. I do believe. it yourself. Right. Okay. Cigar at do it yourself DIY. All right. And he is the cigar of the week. He had a great pick of a uh, Mi Corita in his uh, uh, car, and it was just a great shot. Pick that up. You can be on that, too, if you just, uh, you know, post your pictures of cigars, what we're smoking, even if we, especially if it's what we're smoking on the show, and just put the hashtag, the assholes, on it. Does that work on Instagram as well as Twitter, or is it just Instagram that you get the pick of the week from? The pick of the week is from Instagram. Okay. Okay. I know Oliver's big on Instagram. Yep, he's big on Instagram, so that's that's where we're sticking with that. But Instagram's big with pictures. That's that's what it's about. You it's know, Facebook Twitter can be with around. just pictures, yeah. All right. So let's uh, get ready to go to the break here. So for those All listening, right. uh, Dan is doing his very first stint as producer. Nice. All right. So when we come back, we're going to announce the Asshole of the Week, and we're going to start a new segment called Miles with Styles. All right, hang in there. We'll be back soon. time where humidors are overflowing and retailers shelves are on the verge of buckling there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest sereno cigar company offers four distinct blends the connecticut the medio maduro and maduro xx the sereno royale maduro xx named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes radio podcast is a creation of elegance and sophistication crafted at the la corona cigar factory in esteli nicaragua the sereno royale maduro xx comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender omar gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serino. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple fermented five-year-age Connecticut shade wrapper. 
I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. I gotta say, Dan. All right, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to the Ash Holes. Got all the way down. Yep, all the way down there. All the way up. All the way down. There we go. And then bring it back up. And then bring it back up. There we go. Okay, so we're not quite that. Not quite that. A little bit lower. Right there. No one. Right there. Perfect. Right there. Perfect. All right. All right. As always, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. 
And uh, one thing we haven't been talked remiss. about that. Yeah, we, yeah. we haven't talked about the cigar. We got so excited about. It. I've smoked almost. I had to slow down. I was going to yeah. finish this thing in about thirty <laughs> minutes. You are. You guys both are kind of power smokers. I tend. To, I thought I was fast, but I, I guess I take no, my time. No, you're the slow smoker on the show. I guess you're so. the new green egg. I don't know about that, Dan. Mm. I don't know how I feel about green egg. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's since a slow smoker. I already have a nickname. Well, which besides Mister Wonderful. Besides Mr. Wonderful. Moving on from Who there. Who calls you Mr. Wonderful? Move, moving on from, from <laughs> yeah. that discussion. Thank you. The uh, I, I get walnuts from this. I don't know mm. about anybody else. I get walnuts. Medium-bodied, walnut yep. smooth. Like, you pat your tongue a little bit. Walnuts. I was going to say, like, really sm- say, say like an almond butter. Yeah, yeah. Nutty, yeah, creamy, very, nutty. Very nutty, creamy. Let me tell the two of you what you're really tasting, and you're going to get this immediately. Strip back the chocolate on a Snickers bar. You're dealing now just with nougat, without the peanuts. You still get a little hint of the peanut flavor, but you're not full-on biting into the peanut. That nougat surrounding the peanut in a Snickers bar is this cigar all day, every day. I'm so happy there's no friggin' sound effects on this show. Oh, my gosh. It, that's that brutal. I, I, don't know, I don't know when I would ever, what the ever do that? that, though, is the thing. How, did you, mm-hmm. how do you experience that? Like, why would, how did you give up the rest of the Snickers bar just to do that? You haven't. I would never do that. No. It's awful. It's nuts. It's not awful at all. It's nuts. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. You're not yourself. We get nuts. You're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, he gets real I get hangry. Hangry. So, <laughs> I, I, no, not to change the subject, but I do have one thing to say that was kind of close. Um, obviously, I'm very patriotic. Uh, mm-hmm. Those of you who around, I wear a lot yeah. of American flag stuff. Yep. Um, this week, the 82nd Airborne. Uh, about 200 troops were deployed out to Syria. Right. And the 82nd Airborne is based out of uh, Fayetteville, Fort Bragg. Mm-hmm. Um, I've smoked a lot of cigars with those young men down there. So mm-hmm. it's uh, thoughts and prayers to those guys over there. Absolutely. And uh, best of success kicking ISIS's ash holes while you're over there. But uh, those are some true cigar patriots. Yep. And it really puts into perspective when you sit down. Like we go into this mm-hmm. event. Uh, the first time I had an event at a shop down there. And um, it's called Anstead. It's great guys, great people. And uh, it's right next to the base. And all these kids show up for mm-hmm. the event. There's like 150 kids. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, these are the people that are defending our country. These kids are the ones that are putting their lives on the line right. for it. So right. 82nd Airborne is pretty close to home for me because I spent a lot of time with them down there. So nice. best of luck to them. And this Absolutely. cigar today is, for me is dedicated to those guys. So. Fantastic. Fantastic. I can't be more thankful for anyone, anybody that serves in the armed forces because they, because they do what they do. We can do what we do. We have the right. 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 To, you know, I, I came back from Cuba, and they don't have freedom of speech down there. Right. You know, their neighbors are spying on them to see if they have something that they're not supposed to have and get reported so that everybody's exactly the same, which is, unfortunately, dirt poor. Yeah. We don't have that in the no. United and States. it's so easy to take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so easy to You're take that able for to strip back and taste just the nougat surrounded by the nuts. And that's you have that's a freedom, freedom to, do that. to do that. It's crazy. It's wrong. And that's how you choose to exercise. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's free speech. I do, I do feel a little right. dirty now that it's not to put it that way. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, ash hole of the week. All right. Hang on. Don't talk over the thing. It's a, it's a whole thing. And now the person you've been waiting to hear about, the evilest. The most ominous. Oh, this is great. I mean, everybody's crying. The most dastardly. What do we get for $10? The asshole 
of the week. Nope. Now fade that down just a little bit, and then you can talk over the liner. All right. There you go. There we go. All right. Now, the Asheville of the week this uh, week is dovetailing with a new segment we're going to be starting called Pastor Padron's Thou Shalt Nots. Since common sense, I have found anyway, is not so common, I'm going to lay down some clear cigar etiquette and social no-nos. In other words, your life will go a whole lot better if you avoid doing these dumb things. Can we add a word in there? Yeah. I would like it to say dumb ash things. Dumb ash things. That's perfect. Don't dumb be a dumb ash. I don't care what anybody says. You're a good guy. You're a good guy, Mr. Jonathan. All right? Don't pass. So this week's, this week's uh, Asheville of the Week, we all have seen this happen, I think. The guy who comes into the store, buys a cigar, and he takes the wrapper off, and, and uh, then he sticks the whole thing into his mouth and, like, wets the whole thing and tells you somehow that this is important to the burning of the cigar. And then goes over to the community cutter and sticks it in there and cuts it. on the, That is gross and disgusting. And if you want people to like you and respect you, do not be that guy. The guy who licks his cigar and then uses the community cutter is the ash hole of the week. I concur. The, the oh, cutters. I'm just, we know we, I mean, call them a slobber cutter. It is one of the, so, the slobber cutters. Slobber so cutter inappropriate. Guy. And the, I get the reasoning behind it when they explain it to me, it makes <laughs> sense the way they explain it. Just because something makes sense doesn't mean it's okay. Right. Right. Just so, because you can irrationally explain it does not like, make it right. Well, it helps the cigar be more moist. So the 75% humidity that it's been in for the last six months <laughs> with a short period of time wasn't enough. I'm going to sit there and, and, and lick it. And, and, and I think it comes from somebody one time. Thinner tobaccos tend to crack in, sure. in less humid Especially environments. Especially in the, in the wintertime in New and, England. And you always see it from a more amateur smoker, which doesn't mean we don't want those people smoking cigars. Right. But it always comes from an amateur smoker who probably had an experience where they lit a cigar that wasn't properly humidified, and then somebody said, well, I'll just lick it, and it won't crack when you light it, which it won't, because right. if you licked it, it's going to happen, it's not going to crack. Right. But it doesn't change the humidity of the cigar. 90% of the cigar is the binder and filler. Right. And you did not right. get it wet unless you're going to sit there and have it let, let it spend a lot of time in and there. And mm-hmm. not to mention, I'm not going to say that I haven't had a cigar that I, I left in my car, I found under the seat, and I'm like, oh, you know what, I'm going to smoke this. And I put the end in my mouth, and I got a little mm-hmm. damp so it doesn't crack, and I cut it. But I use my, my cutter. cutter. Exactly. That's the big and difference. And I don't, I don't share. I have a cutter in my car, and, and if for that reason, it's a cheap little $6 cutter, two-blade cutter. Right. And it's mine, and it's my slobber cutter, and I don't let other people <laughs> use it. My regular cutter that I have, I've got a, a Lotus cutter here. Yep. Anyone can use, and I don't let anyone lick their cigars before they use my cutter, and I don't lick my cigar before I use that cutter. It's just the way to do it. Have you noticed, too, the person that does it? Yeah. Does it immediately. Yeah. It's not like a – they don't look around or anything and see if that's what they're supposed to do. They believe they don't that know that's it's right. what's supposed to be done. Right. They take it out of the cellophane, or if it doesn't have cellophane, they take it immediately and, and drive it right in their mouth, lick all over it, yeah. and then cut uh. it, and continue on with the conversation that they're having while they're doing it, as if there's not something right. wrong with that. I right. had a guy at a cigar dinner once right. ask everybody at the table to, if they to had lick a cutter. Cigar? No, 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 no. He said, does anyone have a cutter? And he had a, a brand new cigar still in the cellophane sitting on, mm-hmm. on the table. It might have been an LFD event. <laughs> so we're sitting <laughs> at the table. I doubt it. I doubt that. I'm just saying. It might have been. So the guy says to everybody, 
does anyone have a cutter? And I know. I just saw this guy across from me put his cutter in his pocket. And I'm like, wow, that guy's a jerk. Mm. Yeah. And the guy's name's Bill. Like, Bill, of course, you can use my cutter. And I break open the scissors and I unfold them and I hand them to him. And he takes the cigar that was in his left hand by his side and pulls it up and says, oh, good, because my wife won't put this in her mouth when it's all slobbery like this. And he cut it. <laughs> cut the slobbered end off, and then went to give me back my cutter. It, it wasn't and I'm like, oh, that's it wasn't disgusting. I said, Bill, keep it. That is your cutter now. I, I was yeah. there. And he goes, there? No, yeah. no, 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 kid. There. You can. No, I was. Yeah. You, you're funny. You, you have it. I don't. I don't need your cutter. I'm like, I'm not taking that cutter back. That's your cutter. That's the most disgusting yeah. thing I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Yeah. I'm not taking that cutter back. Cigar. And ladies and gentlemen, be. Bill is in studio. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> Oh, hi, Bill. No. You are the asshole of the week. Yeah. Oh, my That's goodness. That's awful. That is disgusting. Do not do that. Do not lick your cigar and then use the community cutter. Uh, now we're going to do another uh, new segment here. We have a regular listener. Uh, her name is Michelle Stiles, and she's a surfer and a model. And this week, um, she goes all over the world for this stuff. And so we've asked her to start talking a little bit. Uh, to us about where she's been, what she's done, and what she's found about the places she's been at. Right now, she's in Texas. She was doing a uh, a uh, modeling shoot for um, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Hold Old up, Navy. Uh, hold up. What? I've been doing shows in this similar area for like six years now, mm-hmm. and I've never met a model or anybody except the bald guys, Barry, Dave, you. Where, what's going we call on? those we're, models <coughs> where we're from. We're, this is the real show. You're welcome. All right. We got some good stuff, and so this is the report. So this uh, new segment is going to be called Miles with Styles, and every week she'll tell us a little bit about where she is in the world and what she's seeing and doing, and this woman can eat. This is one of the great things about Michelle. This, you know, like she, Sounds like an a few, angel. A few, <laughs> a few weeks ago she shared, how, she shared with me how she had a 48-ounce steak. In one sitting. She doesn't look like she weighs 48 ounces. I'm no. just going to say that. She, she looks really good. She's, I'm obviously, a mem- she's a surfer and a model. I mean, I'm also a member of the 48-ounce state club. Oh, you are? Yeah. Yep. There you yeah. go. That's fantastic. So here is her, uh, first, her first installment of Miles with Styles. Well, this week, I'm in Texas doing a photo shoot. If you ever make it to Texas, I recommend the City Pass. Mm-hmm. For just $50, you'll have lots of fun and nine days to use it. I had a wonderful view of Dallas from the 470-foot observation deck at Reunion Tower. I also made it to the Dallas Zoo, where I feed giraffes, and I had a great time. The Perot Museum of Natural Science has remote control robot arena and had a race against the T-Rex. Dallas is an awesome place to visit. Temps have been in the 80s, and I'm told that's about average for this time of year. There's lots of places to eat, but Papa Brothers Steakhouse served me the biggest and best steak I've ever had. The best. Wednesday yeah. evening, I fly home to Hawaii, and I can't wait to be back in my own bed. This has been Miles with Styles. Nice. That Papa Brothers Steak, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I was out there for the Super Bowl this right. year doing some uh, promotions with our football special football edition. I'd never been to Papa's Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's one of my top five steaks in the entire planet. It really? is over the top good. Over the top. I, I definitely co-sign on everything she said there. Mm-hmm. At Dallas, great. Dallas, yeah, it seems really awesome. So uh, she's been on a uh, three-week um, surfing tour that started in um, 
Chile and then went to Argentina and then went to Cuba. Then she was in Aruba last week. Now she's in Texas doing a photo shoot. And then she's uh, headed home on, uh, well, actually later today. That's awesome. Yeah. Where, 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 does, is this an every week segment or is this, this brand is new? Be this is brand new segment. and uh, is, the plan is, is to try to have it be every week. Mm-hmm. This is gold. Um, now, I'm gonna, I have to vehemently disagree with your tasting note earlier and I'm going to tell you why. I pick up more tannic qualities with walnuts. And there is no tannic quality with this whatsoever. This has the sweetness of peanuts. Doesn't the tannic quality of a walnut come from the, the walnut? skin that's around it? So, Have you how, ever had it without the skin on it? I, I feel like it's less tannic that way. I could be wrong. You're breaking my balls about deconstructing a Snickers, and you've peeled <laughs> the peel off of a walnut? I have. Hasn't everybody? I, 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 I didn't know there was any other way. <laughs> I just would never deconstruct a Snickers. I eat that thing. You know yeah. what? You can have a Snickers bar or one Olive Garden breadstick for the same nutritional value, just to let you know that. I used to work for Olive Garden. <laughs> and you could have a, a serving of breadsticks, which is like one and a half, I think they said it was. One and a half mm-hmm. breadsticks was the same nutritional value calorically as a Snickers bar. Obviously, no protein. So Snickers bars, if you've ever been to the OG and you ate an entire basket of breadsticks, breadsticks you could have either had the full thing of breadsticks or you could have had like six Snickers bars for the same value. That's, uh, that's an impressive piece of knowledge. You've eaten that many Snickers bars, you've never taken one apart. What happened is I froze the Snickers. How do you Snickers. take a Snickers bar here's what, apart? Here's How do you what happened the, the first time. Here's out what, of a you don't Snickers take the nuts bar. out. You, the Snickers bar was frozen. Mm-hmm. I pulled it out. I went to take a bite. I dropped it and a piece fell off. The chocolate yeah. fell off. Yeah, the chocolate so fell off. I just peeled the rest of the chocolate off you while it was still frozen. T- what possessed you to do that? And I ate the that? nougat. What possessed you to do that? that's how I know what it tastes like. We're going to need to have an exorcism on this show next time. Yeah. Get this craziness Something, out. Something's wrong. So you said it's more tannic. So back to the flavor profile. What, this is not tannic, and so walnuts are more So what do you think it tastes tannic. like then other than – so describe something that I could actually do is I'm not going to deconstruct a Snickers bar. Just in your mind, when you eat a Snickers bar, just don't taste the chocolate and only focus on the nougat. I can't. I can get. I, I can. I can get the nougaty taste. I can get that nougaty, creamy taste, but I don't. I can't separate that from nuts. I totally get nuts from. I this. understand you're enamored with nuts, Dan, but you've got to be able to take that off the plate sometimes and just just talk about the nougat. So another cigar I smoke. Brazil nut. This week. <laughs> Brazil nut does have sweetness. All right. I'll give you that. Onward. Uh, I smoked the Davidoff Nicaraguan Diadema. Yeah. I got uh, notes of toasted honey wheat bread and a very, very subtle pepper and spice early on that subsided. Once you break that bulbous region of the Diadema mm. and you get into where it starts to resemble more of a Toro, uh, you lose that pepper and spice and it just stays uh, nice and sweet like the honey wheat bread. That, that was a great cigar. When that blend came out, the Davidoff Nicaragua, um, especially when it won Best Dominican Cigar of the Year, uh, Nicaraguan Puro by Cigar <laughs> Journal, our friends over at Cigar Journal, um, the Davidoff wow. Nicaragua. Yeah, Country uh, I, of origin, man. I had to try it. Mm-hmm. So I actually smoked a lot of that myself, and I really enjoyed that blend. And that, the Diatimus Finas was the size that I smoked. I, I used to go through a box of those a week for, until I didn't have any money left over. That's one thing that I'll say about you is I certainly I run into – Cigar makers, and I run into reps that swear the only cigars they smoke are what they sell. Mm-hmm. And how in the hell are you going to know what your – someone comes up and says, I smoke Brand X. How are you going to know what in your portfolio matches up to Brand X 
at an event if you haven't smoked Brand X or right. at right. least something from that guy's factory. Right. 100%. And, and it's, you know, if you're a chef and you own several different restaurants. You have to. You, mm-hmm. you don't not go and try other chefs' foods sure, or go and look absolutely. at what's popular when you go to a trade show or things like that. You know, in reality, take it to another side, too, you know, on a religious level. Uh, you know, my, my family's Christian. Right. So my sister, for a period of time, studied not other religions to convert herself, just but to understand reli- yeah, exactly. where they were coming from right, and where sure. these stories crisscrossed so yeah. she could better have a conversation on it. Sure. And the same thing with anything. If you don't know the other, the other options or you don't know other th- ways of thought or other flavors, you're never going to be able to successfully demonstrate what, what you have to offer. Yeah. Personally. Sure. I totally you know, agree. And that's, and that's in every walk of life in that's general. That's fantastic. That's why I'm so, you know, <laughs> I'm so responsive <laughs> to people that think differently from me politically. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. So responsive As a kid, to I, people who deconstruct Snickers. Books. Yes. As a kid, I would, uh, my parents only cared that I went to church, so I could go to church with them on Sunday. But if I had a sleepover with a buddy's house and he went to a different church, as long as I went to church, mm. that's all that mattered. And I learned that I, I don't care for, not that there's anything wrong with the Catholic religion, but mm-hmm. compared to the service that I was used to, uh, Catholic Mass is a little on the boring side. Mm. And, and you know what? I would say that maybe the, uh, the priest has a little more information that he's disseminating out on his audience in right. a uh, Catholic Mass, he really seemed, they, they always seem like they've done their homework. It's just a little on the boring side for me. Yeah, if, well, some people enjoy, I like jumping up and down and people, clapping my hands. Some people enjoy the liturgy and the structure of that. And Absolutely. That hits them where they're at. Mm-hmm. Other, you know, I'm, I'm more, you know, that's not my thing. I want to have a little bit more excitement and, uh, you know, the, I want the music. I want the band playing. I want to get pumped up. I highly yeah. recommend going to the Crossing Life Church, where my friend Aaron plays the bass in the band. Mm. Rockin' band, by the way. Rockin'. We can get going on that. Yes, we could. Yes, we can. Yes, we could. What else have you smoked this week, Dan? Um, you know, the thing that I've smoked this week, I, I went back to this again, was a, uh, a Cro-Magnon Neanderthal. Oh, yeah. I have. Uh, They've been have out of stock for a while. Been out They're of back stock. In. They came back you, in, Skip. and I am so happy about that. It's a fantastic, fantastic odd-shaped cigar. It's got this almost flat, flat head, yep. head, you know, and it was this one cigar that a- almost made me go to a punch because it's so flat. I prefer a straight cut, but I did. I, I went and did the straight cut anyway. It took me a couple of times to get the to get the uh, uh, to get it cut right, but just a great cigar. Strong kind of a cedar uh, uh, taste to it, and spice on the retrohale. Very earthy, very leathery. It had uh, lots of Really? Dark you tasted cocoa. earth and leather? Yes, I did. I don't think you've ever tasted that before. It's okay. It's okay, Mr. J. You know. And and there was a, you know, on the aftertaste though, there was this little bit of like flour. Okay, so there's this cocoa, this earth, but there was this kind of uh flowery as in you know, flour that I'm yeah. Familiar with what flour is. Good. Thank I'm you. Glad. Well, you know, some people could say flower or flower. You know, True. the flower, a flower, <laughs> or some people, flower. Some people spell the floor, F-L-O-U-R, yeah, <laughs> which drives me bonkers. Speaking of the flower, Dominicana. You obviously, you obviously uh, get the floored from time to time. Yeah. Can you, is there anything that you've smoked recently from the floor that you hadn't smoked in a while that you revisited recently? Oh, wow. Uh, I've been... 
We have a line called, there's two actually, we have a line called Colorado Oscuro. We okay. release it twice a year. It's yeah. a limited edition product. Mm-hmm. comes in 50-count boxes. Colorado is the color grading of the wrapper. Right. So it, it wasn't it, grown in Colorado. No, but it happens to actually <laughs> sell very well in Colorado because I used to be the rep out there. And I said, if you can't sell this and it says well, Colorado, like, well, for, I shouldn't have a job. This is just for our state. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I've been smoking some Colorado Oscuros lately because yeah. I've had a box that's uh, kind of hidden in our humidor. It's not in production right mm-hmm. now. Um, so that, that's that been really enjoyable like that. It's a little heavy Nicaraguan for us. It's a mm-hmm. little more Nicaraguan than we usually use. So that was, mm. that's something that's different. I hadn't, hadn't been, uh, had that in a while. And then the – what else do I have? Um, our factory press line. Some of our limited edition things I've, I've been around. Uh, they've been kind of fun. Um, so, yeah, Colorado Skirl is kind of what I revisited lately that I hadn't had in a while uh, that I've enjoyed. And you know one that i got to get back on that I, I haven't had for quite some time is just our regular Lijero line. Mm. For some reason, I don't tend to grab those. Right. And they sell incredibly well, and they're sure. one of our third best moving line. Um, I don't smoke that enough. And now mm. talking about it, thinking about some things, I should, I should definitely jump in on one of those. I, haven't, I probably haven't had a regular Lijero in what's, months. What's the best-selling cigar right now in your line? <laughs> the uh, the Andalusian Bull. No, it yeah. cannot yeah. be. It it's only a ten be. count box. You don't yeah. make enough of them. It's not the best it, it selling. Flies. It is. It is. It, it, is. F- it sells out quickly. But you it, can't possibly be turning units on that. It, it was our. Uh, this month was when the rollers came off of their training. They were mm-hmm. getting paid salary, which means they were not. Their cigars weren't going into production. Right. Essentially, um, their cigars just went into production last month. Okay. Uh, and they the first allotments of those boxes that they were all making. Uh, just hit the uh, hit retailers this past week. Okay. Um, so it, it is going to be our top skew this year. Our uh, Double Hero 700 Maduro is always is always king. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a cigar that's irreplaceable for someone yes. that smokes it. You know. And it. that's the guy. The, the guy that buys a box of the 700s is going to buy a handful of the Andalusian Bulls. Oh sure. Not necessarily the other way around. Mm-hmm. That guy that smokes a 700, that's his cigar. And I have to say, I have to give La Florida Dominicana much credit on this that there are LaFleur guys, they'll try other cigars, mm-hmm. but they always go back always, to LaFleur. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And it's the, the double Hero guys. The double Hero guys. Like, they'll, all they'll smoke. And if you don't have it, they're, they're angry. Oh. Yeah. They're yeah, they get really angry. angry. Oh, but my gosh. Luckily, I have, uh, I have a good friend that works at LaFleur Dominicana, mm-hmm. and uh, we're not out of those almost <laughs> ever. So. But I, awesome. I, honestly, I, I, revisited, uh, I revisited today, actually, uh, one of the old reserve specials oh, really? this afternoon. Yeah, so I, I hadn't had that probably in three or four years. Uh, wow. The older blend. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was fun to revisit that. And as I said, I've been smoking this not not just because we're featuring on the show. Honestly, this is this is what I've been smoking. If you follow me on social media, mm-hmm. um, that's not just promotion on there. That's what I do every day. Yeah. Uh, so I've been smoking these probably for the last several months. Quite one that religiously. Uh, one that surprised me. You uh, about a twenty minute smoke here. You handed me one of these Cameroon cabinet number threes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Little box press beauties. That's what uh, Lito smokes every single day. He smokes really? about five of those little guys every day. It's a little petite Corona box press Cameroon. Fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Absolute flavor bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up a little bit of uh, a, a little hint of citrus. I've always enjoyed the way – please don't take this the wrong way and let me finish. <laughs> I've always thought that Where's the no lemon yeah. pledge <laughs> would be delicious if you could get something that tasted like lemon pledge smells. And right away when I lit this up, there was that little, that, that, that bomb of citrusy goodness that came right out of it. And I'm like, this is, this is what Lemon Pledge, it tasted like what Lemon Pledge smells like. It was amazing. 
right on the first leg. So speaking of Lemon Pledge and speaking of April Fool's Day, to bring yeah. it full circle. Yeah. So I'm in Mexico for the TAA, yep. Tobacco Association of America, met in Cabo this year. So the day after, there's some meetings of board members stick around, so they kind of hang out and socialize with them. So we're sitting by the pool. And on the beach, you always have the Mexican uh, gentlemen and ladies that come by and sell different goods and things that they're making, towels, sarongs, wraps, uh, wooden things. So I bought this little wooden jar, and the guy came up to me, and he says, this is handmade with lemon root. So he, he engraved my name into it, 2017 Cabo. And he says, open it up. It smells like, it smells like lemon because it's lemon wood. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever smelled lemon wood. I've never smelled lemon ever smelled, What do you think it smells like? I would have to imagine lemon that it smells like lemon. and wood. But why would it <laughs> smell like lemon? Because lemons smell like lemon. W- lemon wood smells like wood. It doesn't smell like lemon. <laughs> You'd spray the inside of it with Pledge. So I'm like going around to everybody, telling them that it smells like lemon. And he goes, when the lemon scent goes away, just take some sandpaper and we'll bring it right back. Now, if I'm wrong and it does actually smell like lemon, please, please oh let them gosh. know on the asshole so I can be corrected. I have no issue with that. All right. But we're, I'm pretty sure I got April Fool's. I thought with Derek gone, we wouldn't need the fact checker anymore, but maybe we do. What are, what are the final, uh, final thoughts on this cigar? We've got just a minute left. Listen, I'm not gonna de- I'm not gonna come away from my uh, Snickers bar nougat. Uh, <laughs> it has picked up a little bit in strength. I can mm-hmm. feel it a little bit in my chest. So when we first started smoking, and you were talking about medium, medium plus, uh, I didn't want to correct you since I knew I was going to correct you on the walnut issue. Um, but it has now hit that medium plus. But the one thing I'll say is, I typically can't smoke very strong Dominican cigars. Mm-hmm. This is not whatever that is. It's medium plus, but very well balanced. Great flavor. Yep. I've enjoyed it thoroughly, and I and I it is in my regular rotation. I do smoke them frequently. So yep. wonderful so job. So big from thumbs up. We do the thumbs up here. Is it I'm a thumb a, up. I'm a I'm a two thumbs up guy. Two thumbs one. up guy. Two thumbs up, and it's not because Carney's sitting here. I would be completely honest, especially in front of. If him. I could right. get my hands out of the sleeve of Barry's jacket, I'd put up another thing. <laughs> well, big thumbs up from uh, me too. Uh, just a fantastic cigar. That creamy, buttery, smooth. Really, really nice, and and there is this nuttiness to it that is just uh, phenomenal. For me, for me, it's an almond butter kind of a thing. For Mr. Jonathan, it's nougat, whatever. But um, it has been really smooth. The burn has been great. I haven't had to correct it at all. The no. burn has been straight. Very the toasted. Has been good. It's Very got a, yeah, a little flavor. bit of this for me is toasted a, flavor. Is an all day cigar. Yeah, for I can me. smoke this all day, and, and I do like. So it's for me, it's. Double the hero kicks my butt. It does. It, it, this it's is great, not that. This is, this is a great cigar this for is all somebody who is not into the full full pepper in your face, double the hero stuff that you guys Or even you know, if you are, you this could be for. your breakfast smoke. But, yeah, just a great, great cigar. You're going to want to bring that fader down just okay. a little bit there, Dan. Just a little bit. <clears throat> all right. All right. Well, it's time to wrap it up, people. And so, let's see. Is it this one here? Yeah. Yep. So it's time to wrap up. You've been listening to the Ash Holes Unfiltered Cigar Radio, broadcasting from the Serenos Royale Studios, where we turn every Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. And you can download this or any episode that we've done that you may have missed on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And do be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ash Holes and on Instagram at Ash Holes Radio. We'll see you next week.